on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. News Radio, I'm Carl Lamar. When it comes to politics, politics, and I'm well past the tinfoil hat stage, I need a good helmet for the banging my head against the wall stage. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Something is going on. Some of us see it. Some of us feel it. It's time to expand your thinking. You will need to reset everything you thought you knew about the world, about the people you trust, about history, about yourself. Let me tell you a story. For a very long time, our world has been under the growing influence of a vast transgenerational criminal mafia that was able to rise up to the highest levels of power. We didn't know because they talked and acted just like you and me. We thought we could recognize true criminals by their words and actions, but were deceived by their sophisticated speech, wealth, education, beauty, and power. Through a system of threats, blackmail, and bribery, they would come to occupy the highest levels of power in government, corporations, and education. You may know them as the Deep State or Cabal. Last hour, uh, taking a deep dive into who's responsible for the deep state and everything being such an illusion and this whole Ukrainian mess being an illusion. How many of the, uh, you know, adults uh, that we see on TV all the time, the, you know, Pelosi's and the Kerry's and the Obamanites and all of all that whole communist crew, um, the shifts, you know, um, how, you know, when I look at Pelosi, when I look at Kerry, when I look at Biden and, and all of their kids involved in energy in Ukraine, and, and there's so much more to Ukraine than we know. Um, Glenn Beck did a special called The Democrats Hydra, and it really is. It's great information. It doesn't cover everything. I don't know if it possibly could. There's so many different tentacles to this, um, a lot involving George Soros, but... And, of course, we've talked about that at length on the show, haven't we? But so much more at stake here, and if we don't wake up... Well, what I brought up on the last hour was the problem is, is if we don't wake up, we're not seeing what we're involved in right now. You know, the the steps to creating uh, regime change are very, very interesting, and they were uh, very much outlined by Soros himself. So it's not like they're not transparent with this information, but... It's been going on for decades and decades and decades. And, of course, our presidents have been the uh, at the center of puppetry, pulling the strings to get the presidents to do. The presidents are the public face, the deep states working behind them to do what they do. Writing legislation, uh, doing foreign policy. Um, this is where you have the CFR, the U.N. You have all of these public private faces of deep state at work um, looking like they're one type of organization, but in the backdrop, a totally different organization. Right. And we've had all of we've had our, our government as a product of the deep state. Um, this is why when your guy gets in, no matter what your guy promised, your guy isn't going to deliver in Congress and the Senate um, and uh, oftentimes in the presidency because they can't. It's a it, we've only been going in one direction. Everybody thinks every vote counts. Well, <laughs> we've only been going in one direction. So. So it's a it's I you know, my hat's off to Glenn for for again tackling this. We've been tackling this on the show for years and years in bits and pieces that we've exposed. But there's so many tentacles to this. It's really hard to even wrap up in a two hour show and an hour show. It's it's hard to do because there's just so much. How do you give the backdrop to people? You know, all these color revolutions that have been going on, all these what looks like we're, uh, we're always arming these revolutionaries. Why are we arming revolutionaries and then using a completely different argument? to take away our own guns here because <laughs> they might not be arming the right people you think they're arming the people that are actually the terrorists this is how isis got started the cia already admitted that they that they armed them so for decades and decades and decades we've had a lot of non-governmental agencies that you've paid for with your tax dollars we've had um a lot of uh, our intelligence agencies that's been coming out you know cracks of that have been coming out the last few years um all of the spying that's been going on everything illegal not even everything that they're doing but the fact that they're out there creating regime change they have these rules to creating regime change what's important to know is they create a sort of gra- they create a grassroots mo- movement now 
if a thinking person says, but grassroots is supposed to be grassroots, how do you create that exactly? <laughs> Creating what looks like a grassroots movement in another country, feeding them with cash, getting them to promote idea that, you know, um, that, that people are against their government. Selling to us in the press here that somebody is gassing their people or they're horrible or they are terrible and we must get rid of them for the human rights notion. Okay, both parties are guilty of this, um, of doing this, backing this under Clinton. Remember, well, in the 80s, we had Central America in the um, 90s. We had Serbia, Bosnia conflicts, regime change. In the 2000s, we had Middle East. We've had these regime changes for years and years and years and years. They do it the same way, the steps. And Soros outlined the steps. He said and uses his money to incorporate some of these steps, helps it along. And it is all about creating what looks like a grassroots revolution, feeding it, then um, basically changing their judicial, right? Catering the judicial to cater to the implementation of the coup to supply them with a bought and sold leader, not the leader they have. Okay. Um, And a media campaign to go along with it to make it look rosy and good. And if you can't do that, you rewrite their constitution. Okay. To support all of this. And these are some of Soros's steps. He's really good at them. Been doing it a long time. What do we do? How do we how do we then see what's going on in our own backyard? How do we identify what we're dealing with here? Are people trying to rewrite our constitution? Do we even have conservatives calling for the rewriting of our constitution? Think about that. Do we have have we had judges put in that have been horrific? That you can't believe some of the stances they've come out with? Look at our own Supreme Court. A lot of problems in our own Supreme Court. Look at those steps in relationship to the United States of America. Are we in the middle of a, of a coup here? Is it hard to identify the good guys and the bad guys? Is it always that black and white? Throw party out the window. I don't care about your damn party. Who cares about the party that you think you affiliate with? Who cares? Think about your constitution. Think about the protection that that gives us. And think about all the ways in which they are trying to go after our sovereignty. They did it with the EU. They knew they had to do it in pieces. So the EU is first. Um, the EU was a great way to say, oh, see, it's working. And then Brexit kind of screwed that up, right, for the deep state, because Brexit, kind of like a sword in the side, they're trying to get rid of that. They're trying to downplay it. They're trying to make it look like, you know, or, or give all kinds of excuses as to why it can't move forward. So we have all these revolutions. Are we, when, when Hillary did not get it, she gave her concession speech wearing purple, and so did her husband. Is there a purple revolution going on right now? Have you identified what that purple revo- revolution is? Are we in the middle of a coup? The U.S. State Department, in collaboration with the CIA, the DIA, and the NSA, have carried out so many color revolutions around the globe for the past century that it boggles my mind that we're not seeing the pattern. The pattern has always been the same. So this deep, this deep state dive is so uh, it's hard to do because there's so many, so many people involved. Um, and they're not going to stand down either. They're not going to stand down. I actually, if you ask me behind the scenes what my view is, and they didn't think that he would win mantra, I don't think that's true. I think our presidency's always controlled. I just think that they also think that they can tell the president what to do. And when the president doesn't go along with that, then you're going to see the bombarding of media. You're going to see everybody turn on them. You're going to see sham proceedings. You're going to see all kinds of stuff happen because deep state always gets their way. 
and they do think they can manipulate people. Um, so I don't believe that we didn't see this coming. We didn't know. They didn't know. No, they're always in control. They've been in control for 100 years, They more than 100 years. They, they already know that they have control. The thing that can fight this is a populated and educated populace. That's what can fight this. Being very aware of what's going on, being how, seeing how our intelligence agencies are used. Like I, like I said, if you really want to root out some of the deep state, have a congressperson have the courage to write a bill to get rid of the CIA. Because they've been very deeply rooted in, in, in making whatever the deep state wants happen. They have to have henchmen. Do you think these people are, do you see a George Soros trying to do this by himself? He has to have people, co-conspirators to handle all this, to do all this. They have to be able to go into a country and perform a revolution that looks like a revolution that's grassroots. They have to have the money to do it. They have to have the money to fund immigration coming up through Central America to the United States to create a border issue. They have to fund all of these and they have to have a lot of people to go along with it. CIA has been very busy for a long time, and it's the reason they didn't want any oversight. Had they been an honest organization from the beginning, they wouldn't have fought so hard in the 50s to get no oversight whatsoever. There's a reason somebody wants control and no oversight, and that's to do criminal activity. So until we finally see them for who they are, as they've been, the cracks of them have been outed this year, and last and the year before, in these hearings, nothing happened, but at least it was outed, we are, we will keep going. The deep state can only do what they're doing with the henchmen that are willing to do it. U.S. State Department, intelligence agencies, the U.N., the CIA, the NSA, they have to have all these people in their pocket to, to carry it out. You get rid of those people, you get rid of the U.N., you get rid of all these entities, deep state cannot do anything. So we have a problem in our country of identifying who is at bat here. Who's, who are the ones that are actually carrying out the wishes of the deep state? Deep state cannot, it's, the, it's, it's what's behind the curtain in Oz. You cannot have any of this happen without the henchmen doing it. And of course they have to make it look like we're the National Endowment for Democracy. We're wonderful. We're fabulous. We're installing democracy. We're making it so other countries can vote. We're doing all these things. They do it under that, that guise. That isn't what they're doing. They're not, they're not doing that. They're not freeing people to vote. They're installing their coup is what they're doing. That's what they're doing. All over the world for decades. When are we going to finally wake up? Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I love the products. I haven't had a cold since I've started. My grandkids get sick all the time, and I don't catch what they have. I'm going to be 68 tomorrow, and I'm in great shape, and I'm very grateful. I know the balance of nature, the simplicity of it and the purity of it has just been a tremendous blessing for me. See how getting a variety of over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can make a difference for you this year. To help you start your New Year's resolutions right, Balance of Nature is offering 35% off and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This New Year special won't last, so call in now. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. 751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code canyon join us every sunday morning at 6 30 and sunday evening at 6 for the international psalms of hope radio show with samantha landy samantha is a gifted teacher of the word committed to sharing wisdom and insight to god and applying christian success principles for everyday life that's the international psalms of hope radio show sunday mornings at 6 30 and sunday evenings at 6 Right here on St. George News Radio, 1450 AM and 93.1 FM, KZNU. Hey, Southern Utah, you know what they say, New Year, New Me. How about New Year, New Garage Door? 
Are your garage doors old and beyond repair? For a limited time, Garage Doors Only is offering $100 off a brand new Clopay garage door. Look us up online at garagedoorsonly.com or visit our showroom at 689 North Bluff. Call us at 435-868-1200 for more details. And from our family to yours, have a happy new year. Have you heard Abe Ashton and Eric Nimmer? There's ways to make sure that you can retire comfortably, and that starts with having a plan. We love to encourage our clients to spend their money. We far more believe in retirement spending plans than retirement savings plans. You know, retirement savings plans are what you do up until you get retired. A retirement spending plan is what you should begin the day you do retire. Join Abe and Eric for your family and your retirement Tuesday afternoon at 5 on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Every Saturday morning at 10, you get information to prepare you with retirement solutions for the journey ahead. It's Smart Money Ascent with Clayton Alexander. How do we solve that number one fear or that number one concern? Make sure you never run out of money. And Ethan Miller. Then when you leave Teton, when you leave our offices, you're going to have a plan that you're both excited about. It's where your retirement questions are answered. Smart Money Ascent, Saturday mornings at 10 on KZNU. Join the St. George City Council and Mayor John Pike in marking the birthday of our city during the Heritage Day celebration, Saturday, January 11th. There are so many free activities available. Start with a root beer float downtown at the Social Hall between noon and 2. Then take advantage of complimentary SunTran rides and free admission to the St. George Recreation Center, the St. George Art Museum, and the Sand Hollow Aquatic Center. Save the date, Saturday, January 11th. Parents, did you know that you can help keep your kids in school simply by encouraging them? It's easy. Listen. Honey, I read your English paper. It was great. Wow, thanks, Dad. If that's not enough to motivate you, think about this. High school dropouts earn 42% less than graduates. Someone will have to make up that difference. And chances are, that will be you. That means paying 42% of their rent. I could just live with you. 42% of their groceries. Ooh, more candy. 42% of their trips to the dentist. No, no more candy. And 42% of the therapy sessions where they will discuss you. It's all my dad's fault. Of course, you could save all that money by calling 877-4-A-KID and learning how you can encourage your kids to stay in school. That's 877-F-O-R-A-K-I-D. Who knows? They might even think you're doing it because you love them. A message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Man, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher. But without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. I got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. A message from the UNCF and the Ad Council. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. Daly Show. Yeah, trying to shed a little bit of light on this life of illusion <laughs> that we've all led in government. Uh, when, when thinking about government, when thinking about uh, the world, it, it truly is. You have to question everything. The only thing I don't question is my belief in God. I know that that exists and uh, I actually know he's real. But I will question everything when it comes to government. And the reason being is, let me give you a small dose of this, and then I'm going to tackle this in another show. I'm going to have to because I'm going to run out of time. We're going to be doing 80th floor in the last segment, so I'm gonna, I am going to run out of time. When you think about Jonestown, and you think about uh, Jim Jones, right, and you think about the Kool-Aid, there were an awful lot of things about that that were not as they seemed to be, okay? An awful lot of things. Was it a cover-up? for a missile base attack that happened right after it? Um, was there a reason, um, twofold reason, why Jim Jones was at the head of that, why in Jonestown, 
Was it much more than just a bunch of fanatical people following somebody? Have a lot of the, the, these kinds of things in our history, are we under the illusion of them being one thing, but actually it had to do more with a coup? Actually, it had more to do with the political ambitions of the deep state. Um, there was so much about that. That's why it probably has to be its own hour. If, if you want me to ever talk about Jonestown, because we all think it was one thing, but absolutely not. Um, even in the way they were poisoned, there was something very wrong with the, the narrative of that event. And then what happened afterwards, um, and what was going on in a very Marxist regime down there. So just to kind of give you, give you an idea of that type of illusion, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. When I do my homework, when you find out that most everything we think has happened a different way, and you think about all that's happened since the late 40s, since the inception of the CIA and the intelligence agencies that wanted no oversight, there was a reason they wanted no oversight. There was a reason that um, that even in the 80s, when you really look at the 80s, uh, Chile, Iran, Guatemala were part of a top secret MK Ultra project student movement during the Vietnam during Vietnam, just to name a few um, 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s. Um, CIA director Bill Casey proposed to Reagan creating a private NGO, um, the kind of cutout that would pose as private. But in reality, one of its founders, Alan Weinstein, said in an interview to The Post, you know, that credible paper anyway, but credible in this uh, doing what the CIA did, but privately these NGOs like the National Endowment for Democracy. The creation of that was in 1983. Um, soon all the other Washington steered NGOs were added, like the Freedom House, Soros Open Society Foundations, United States Institute for Peace, all of these things. The money channeled through, you said, of the State Department to hide its origin. The State Department's been one of the biggest catalysts for the deep state. It's hiding in plain sight. Every regime attack from the U.S. government since the, including, uh, including Poland, Yeltsin CIA-backed Russian coup, that wasn't communism just falling apart. That was a coup designed for, f- to actually loot Russia. They kept him drunk, Yeltsin. They went in and performed a coup, but nobody looks at it like that. Except if you're in the know and you've been studying this for years. The 2004 Ukraine Orange Revolution, the 2008 Tibet riots, the Arab Spring of 2011, all been done by a very select democracy, quote unquote, NGOs. You know, um, little, well, we could go on and on about this. One of our biggest problems is seeing what's going on even in our own country. Are they trying to rewrite the Constitution here? Yeah, this is exactly what they do in other countries, too. Are they trying to, ch- to change our judicial? Were they under Obama? Did he install a lot of judges, too? Have there been judges, even under Trump, that have gotten in, that have been horrific? Yes. Anything but, but, anything but dealing with the Constitution, right? Um, and they say they're dealing with precedent more than the Constitution. Anyway... Even bad precedent. So the changing of our judicial system, the rewriting of our Constitution, if we know how to do this in other countries, and we've been doing this decade after decade after decade, right? 60s and 70s in Asia, um, Central America in the 80s, in the 90s, Serbia, Bosnia in the 2000s, Middle East, and continuing into Middle East to Africa now. If we know how to do it there, you don't think they'd do it here? We are in the middle of it, and no one wants to talk about it because it's always, even if you find out it's happening in other places, you don't want to identify that it's happening here. And a lot of even conservative hosts are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we need to rewrite that. We need to get in and open the doors to the Constitution. Are you serious? Oh, gosh. They're making it look like Soros is against that. No, he's not. Um. In 1984, the hedge fund billionaire Soros established in Budapest the Soros Foundation. His first target was Poland. Pope John Paul II. Um, You know, all of the, it involves even Reagan in 1982. I think Reagan was actually unknowing. I think Reagan had a lot happen under him that he did not know about. That he 
um, that, that as far as destabilization of the communist bloc, because it looks good and they sell it as good and they sell it as something. I see Trump doing this, too. They sell it as something kind of like the, the USMCA treaty um, that kicks our sovereignty to the wind. That looks like job creation. It looks like we're going to be uh, helping people in America. No, it's not. It's kicking sovereignty to the wind is what it, what it's doing. So you have all you have the Soros foundations. You have all of these different people utilizing under these certain circumstances or selling it to the American people as something that it's not. And um, George uh, H.W. Bush, former director of the CIA, also in the CIA at the time of JFK uh, murder, um, he ordered three simultaneous uh, NGO, three simultaneous NGO non-governmental organizations. Cause that's what they operate under destabilizations in the same year: Russia, China, and uh, Yugoslavia. Um, so we're very, very, very busy. <laughs> we're very, very busy. What we did to Gaddafi should be recognition enough. Do you remember Hillary? We came, we saw he died, and started laughing. They laugh about this because just like the Soros clip that I played in the last hour, it's fun. Subversive acts are fun. They like to they like to get in and do all of these things. The Muslim Brotherhood, the Rand Corporation, Pentagon's involved. There are so many people involved. The protest student groups in Egypt were U.S. trained. Did you know that? In the case of Qaddafi... The more urgent regime change was uh, deemed necessary by the now famous DC leaks, WikiLeaks emails of Hillary to her private advisor. Gaddafi got a, all of a sudden a very demonized image in our press, just like Assad's leader. I mean, just like Assad, Syria's leader, very demonized in our press over and over again. Remember when I had the guest on the show that talked about Saddam Hussein being demonized in our press? But she said, I was a Christian, and he stood up for Christians. Yeah, he was a dictator, but why did they, why why did we invade Iraq? You know, it was a good question, right? We never really could back that up with anything. So, so get rid of your side of the aisle. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get rid of your party affiliation. There's no time for a party anymore. We have to see this for both sides, both parties playing parts and being the henchmen to deliver these things or not at least standing up against them and, and exposing them. And that's our biggest problem. Um, as Hillary wrote to Blumenthal, um, he had to be blocked by whatever means she was talking about. Uh, um, Gaddafi blocked uh, the illegal uh, bombing of Libya, assassination of Gaddafi, turning Libya into a field of rubble. The original Pentagon CIA State Department plan for the immediate toppling um, you know, also was calling for that in Syria. But Trump actually did not go along with taking out Assad. Thank goodness. At least that has happened. How do you fight all this? How do you fight this with so many tentacles? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. Between NGOs, the State Department, all the intelligence organizations around the world, including the Mossad, including the CIA, including everybody that's involved in being the henchmen for the deep state to 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 carry out the plans. Um, the public played has played its part by saying we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Because everything is sold through the media. When you have the media, you have everything. Um, I could go on and on. I'll have to do an entirely different show on the backdrop of World War II, the Rothschilds' involvement in World War II, what happened there. The, Rockefeller, the, the Rockefellers played a key role in the nomination and election of President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Do you remember how Hillary uh, Clinton, Clinton said that Hillary was always communing with Eleanor? <laughs> Hello, Satanists. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, huge, huge amounts of bolstering of Franklin Roosevelt to get into office. Um, there's so much behind Roosevelt, Wilson. There's so much behind um, the plan, the plans that were going on behind the scenes with World War II and funding in World War I. 
I'll do a whole show on it. There's no way I can do it in a couple of minutes. There's no way I could do it justice. And these are the things we have to know. The German war machine. What was behind that? IB, uh, IG Farben industry. The Rockefellers. The um, Saudi Arabian oil concessions. The all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff at the helm of this that we don't see. And that's our problem, is that is that putting all the pieces together. Uh, it took eight years for Rockefeller Financed Institute of, of Pacific Relations um, to do some of the stuff that we did uh, in World War II. And there was a reason that it played out the way it did. People don't like to hear that because everybody's lost somebody in World War II. We all know that. But you know what's more important is the truth. The truth about the crash of 1929. The truth about World War II. The truth about World War I and why we went in. The truth of why we had to be sold on it through marketing. The truth of the New Deal. The truth about socialism and communism. The truth about NGOs. The truth about our CIA. The truth about our FBI. The truth about everything that we're seeing. The State Department. You name it. That's complicit in this plan to root out our Constitution and abolish America. We are the last people standing. This is the last country standing. General Wesley Clark should have actually said America on the tail end of identifying those seven countries the day after 9-11 and what the plan was. Because it's America, too. We are in the middle of it. We're not recognizing it. We're not recognizing the coup taking place right now. And we're in trouble. Put your party away. Like I said, there's no time for a party. Your party loyalty. What a bunch of crap. We, we have a loyalty to the Constitution of America. That's who we are. Parties haven't helped that. They've actually been a huge distraction. So we've got to do something. We've got to do something more than what we're doing. And we've got to wake up, get our heads out of the sand, wake up, see all these illusions for what they are. Name them, expose them, point them out. Let's do it. I'll do a lot of shows on this. I'll do them every Friday if you want. You let me know. at Mack and Sons Jewelers. Retirement and going out of business sale. The entire inventory will be sacrificed at total liquidation prices. Now pay just pennies on the dollar. As little as 17 cents. Find diamonds, precious gemstones, pearls, and more. Don't miss this final opportunity to own Mack and Sons Fine Jewelry. Pay as little as 17 cents on the dollar before we close forever on Saturday, January 11th. Mack and Sons Jewelers, 440 West St. George Boulevard, St. George. You know, Tepropedic mattresses are the best on the planet. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, your Tepropedic Elite retailer. To be a Tepropedic Elite retailer, you have to have the best selection, the highest customer satisfaction, and the most rigorous employee training. And, buddy, we got them all. Experience what Elite is all about. And get 72 months no interest financing, free delivery, and a $300 gift with the purchase of any Tepropedic mattress. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Novatio, the pioneers of full-circle orthopedics and Navio robotics-assisted knee replacement systems sound so close, no wonder they're a perfect combination. Novatio was the first in southern Utah to use the Navio robotics-assisted total knee replacement system, only available at the St. George Surgical Center. The Navio technology allows their surgeons to better tailor their patient's treatment plan, adding a level of accuracy that can potentially lead to improved function, feel, and longevity of the knee implant. Call Novatio at 435-688-1152 or visit Novatio Ortho. A new day has come for those of you who had given up on silver. Yes, silver. The value is exploding daily. It's time to wake up and smell the profits, my dear friends. Hi, it's Greg from the Gold Ore Store. You may have been sleeping during the summer, but I warned you about this impending change coming to our economy many months ago. We are buying and selling now. Limited supply for cash and carry in store. Visit goldorestore.com and don't get caught without real money. She was born in a humble shack amidst the lemon groves of Goleta, California. Mm, mommy, don't cry. You know what they say? When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. I was going to say life sucks, and then you die. But I like yours better. And with that, Alexandra Johnson launched her lemonade stand. Lemonade, nickel a glass. Every day, even during the frigid California winters, a bone-chilling 72 degrees, you could find her. You can have a sour, you can have a tweet, little 
Apples, lemonade, lock you have to feed. The little girl with the sour brew wanted more. National distribution franchises, and so she rolled out a well-budgeted advertising campaign. Me and the rest of the dock workers only drink little girl lemonade. She was made president of the International Sour Drink Association and chosen to give the keynote speech at their convention. You all set with words of wisdom, honey? You know what they say, Mommy. Always advertise so consumers think of your product first? I was going to say never swallow a lemon seed or a watermelon on your tummy. This fabricated but interesting story is to remind you that it's called advertising and it works. A message from the Radio Advertising Bureau, this radio station and produced by the famous Radio Ranch. You've probably heard it before. After the end of a relationship or marriage, a kindly friend or relative will offer those famous words of support. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Well, that kindly friend or relative is wrong, dead wrong. And not because you're hideous and undesirable, but because the fact is many fish are declining in number. Now, here's the part where you might ask, what can I do? Well, I'll tell you. On your next date, if you're going out for a nice meal or cooking a romantic dinner at home, be sure to choose fish that are plentiful or caught in an environmentally friendly way. That way, you'll help keep the oceans healthy and full of fish, and you'll look like a sensitive, caring person to whomever you're with. Now, that's sure to score you some major points. To find out how to make the right seafood choices and help protect our oceans, and for other easy tips on how to protect our world, log on to GetGreen.com. It's easy to do, and let's be honest, now that you're single and lonely, you've got the time. That's GetGreen.com. A message from the Ad Council and Environmental Defense. You're a small business owner, but you're not advertising. You believe that the economy is still stagnant, that consumers are hanging on to their money. You think maybe you'll spend a little on advertising once things start to pick up. But you know what? By then, it'll be too late. Your competitors will already be advertising and taking a big, fat chunk of your market share. You'll have totally missed the boat. The train will have left the station, and there you'll be standing all alone on the platform, watching slack-jawed as customers pass you by. Why? Because they don't know you're there. Because you didn't advertise. Because you didn't think it was worth it. Every moment of every day, someone is buying something. People are shopping right this second, making choices, making purchases. And if you're not talking to them, someone else is. Advertising greases the wheels of commerce, fuels the engines of economic expansion, connects consumers with companies and buyers with sellers. Advertising. It works. Your competitors know this. Why don't you? A message from the Radio Advertising Bureau, Adweek Magazine, this radio station, and the famous Radio Ranch. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. show and uh, I love Jeff. Uh, he goes by G. Michael Hopf, which is H-O-P-F as in Frank. And uh, you can go there dot com and he has some wonderful post-apocalyptic books that will make you think. And, it'll, and it'll, it will take you through the details and I think that's what's missing is the overall details. And also he was talking about the politi- politicization of the um, calling preppers weirdos and, and you know the far right. And, and when your government tells you not to prepare there's a problem. I mean, my gosh, even even Germany was telling its citizens to have, you know, some some things on hand. Give me a break. But our government seems to want to be intent on telling us that only weirdos are prepping. That's not true. And I hope all of us kind of take what he said to heart, um, because I, it's so important to think things out. You know, what happens when trash isn't picked up for for, you know, months and what happens? You know, let's let's think it out. Think out the scenario so that we can be ready and prepared. Um and not in a panic. It's so important. Also, I'm going to be reading a view from the uh, 80th floor in just a moment, but uh, I also wanted to make sure that you're getting balance of nature. You know, today was a great show in that first hour about nutrition and about what our bodies are just starving for. You have to eat 300 and what, 72, 75 potatoes to make up for one potato grown in, in 1910, you know, 1950. It's ridiculous how our nutrition has gone south. And if you are suffering from an illness or cancer or anything like 
like that, please get on the Budwig print, uh, protocol. The Budwig protocol. It can save your life. And uh, and I firmly believe in it. Wait till you do the research on it. I did I did a lot of research on that before I ever brought it up on the show. And it's amazing what it's doing worldwide for people that find out about it. Um, and my guest uh, actually cured herself of rheumatoid arthritis uh, from doing it for 12 weeks. It really is a great protocol. And everybody should know about it. Um, Budwig. Joanna Budwig is the uh, name of that. Um, so um, make sure that you're getting a balance of nature and you can save 35%. Put in the code Kate. Put in the code Kate uh, for listening to the show. And I'm telling you, fruits and vegetables dehydrated, nothing in it, totally clean product. You'll love that product and you're getting all that extra nutrition and our bodies really need it right now. Unless you're going to eat 375 potatoes at dinner, you need it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Make sure that you're, that you, I mean, I don't think I could ever sit down and eat 375 potatoes. Good gravy. All right. I introduced this segment. We're going to be doing this every Friday, and I've gotten some other good ones, too. And let me just tell you, thank you for sending these to me. And uh, they have just been so fantastic, and I can't wait to share this one with you. Um, this is uh, this is his view from the 60th floor. Okay? He's 60 years old, and I love that. And so whatever floor you're on, uh, I, want to, I want to hear from your viewpoint. What have you learned? Your bit of wisdom. Your something that changed you along the way. It can be that or politically or with your family, your kids, whatever the case may be. And so let me let me share with you uh, Bob Walker's, uh, you know, bit of wisdom here. And I just absolutely loved this. And what a great writer he is on top of it. I don't know if he knows what a great writer he is, but I thought this was great. Here we go. I grew up in Orem, Utah in the 70s, a time when the town was still about half orchards and half city. And when I was 12, my dad bought a six acre orchard by the mouth of the canyon and built a home for a very large family. We learned to work in uh, work the farm in all seasons, pruning, irrigating weekly, harvesting fruit, the whole deal. As the firstborn son, I was driving our Ford tractor before I was 14 and would often be one to look up or, or hook up the 500-gallon sprayer, drive down the shoulder of the highway a half a mile to the co-op water source, fill up the sprayer, add in the chemicals du jour, and then drive slowly drive up and down the rows spraying the trees. And after the first year of my dad carefully teaching me how to do all these tasks, he would often be gone doing his actual day job, and I would work mostly unsupervised on the farm. It was a hard life with lots of work and long hours spent outside in all weather conditions. Then, as if we didn't have enough work already, my dad tilled up a half acre where we didn't have trees and planted a garden big enough for the whole neighborhood, or it was seemed to my, to my young mind, and made us plant, seed, water, weed some more, and then harvest all the food we could possibly grow. Oh, and the canning, the endless canning. 300 quarts of currently ripe fruit on a Saturday was not uncommon. The whole family in our oversized kitchen creating an assembly line of blanching, skinning, pitting, slicing, jarring and putting uh, into the four large water baths and then all the heat of those hundreds of glass jars as they cooled, followed by the melodic sound of metal lids pinging as they finished sealing. Did I mention all the laughter and fun we had as a family while we were doing all this canning? At the time, as I complained to my friends and my slave driving parents, I'm sure I never thought to mention how wonderful it was to be with family and united in a common cause. I just didn't see what was happening. I only saw the work. I only thought about my friends who didn't have uh, the burden of a farm and were able to do the things the cities could do, uh, the city could do, kitty, city kids could do. I was trapped on the farm, a slave to my parents. In my mind, it was a prison of sorts. The worst part was when my dad added animals to the mix. First one cow, then a few chickens, then another cow, and then the rabbitry with more than 20 large cages and then a third cow. Dozens of eggs had to be gathered daily. Chickens and rabbits had to be fed and watered. Their living space had to be cleaned of endless poop. Rabbit pellets had to be taken by wheelbarrow to the massive garden and put into a pile of, uh, to compost so that they would be tilled before the dirt uh, in the fall. And those cows, those huge, stinky cows, not only did they have to be milked by hand twice a day, but they would sometimes lay down in their own poop and would come into the milking area dripping with green ooze that had to be cleaned off and dried before we could put a milk bucket underneath them. One drop 
of this poopy ooze would contaminate gallons of milk. It was a messy, horrible job. Summers weren't so bad, but the winters were absolute worst. I detested that job most of all, and I always went to school smelling slightly of cows, no matter how much I scrubbed in the shower after chores were done. One day came the moment I cracked and the moment my life was forever changed. It was a summer evening. I remember it was warm and the activities of my friends were calling to my teenage soul. But three cows needed to be milked again. I refused. I was pretty I was pretty I was pretty horrible to my dad about my desire to be anywhere but the barn. There were raised voices. It was getting ugly. Then my dad had pure inspiration. He calmly walked over to our dining room window that was the closest to our barn and opened it. He asked me to be quiet for a moment and just listen to the sounds of the orchard. I begrudgingly complied. And then I heard them, three cows bellowing. He asked me, why are baby, boss, and bell making so much noise? And I told him they were uncomfortable because they were overdue for their milking. He asked me if they were just uncomfortable or if they were actually in a lot of pain. Pain, I meekly replied. Then the moment that is etched into my brain forever, the moment that still causes me to tear up more than four decades later, he looked at me squarely in the eyes and lovingly, calmly asked me, are you the kind of man that will let these three helpless animals who completely depend on you suffer in pain? Because you want to do something else? Or are you the kind of man that believes that your highest uh, responsibility is to see to it that they are milked and relieved of their pain? Wow. It was an incredible moment. A true aha. I I, I realized I wasn't just doing a chore. I was serving them because they were serving us. I never saw them the same way again. And to this day, I see the tasks around me as a service. My career was my service to my family. My callings in church, my community involvement, even the community choirs I sang in, my life's passion, were all service of one kind or another. That was the lesson I learned from three bellowing cows on a warm summer evening in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains. It was a lesson I wish I could have taught my own four sons, but alas, the world is different now. And such a lifestyle was always just out of reach. Thank you, Bob Walker. I love that. You know, I thought about that. And uh, the first time I read that, I, I really teared up. And I can see why he still tears up all these years later. When you realize that kind of service and you see it as a service, your whole perspective changes. Doesn't it? You know, I, I talk about men on the air a lot and there's a reason it's because, you know, um, I talk about, uh, love being a service and how we need to, um, show our love for one another, right? Husbands and wives. And, and when women get on this, this power trip, sometimes they, they forget about that. You know, making your, your husband a dinner is, is, is love slash service. It's, it's not, it's, it's, you're not a slave. You're, it's serving. And men, you know, get married and, and go to work every day and, and do so to provide for a family. It's service. It's love. It's how they're showing love. And I, I never want that to be diminished in anyone's mind. I, I never want that to be something that isn't celebrated, that isn't thought of. Um, and I'm sure all of you have a lesson like this. And you are welcome to chime in right now. I do have a few minutes. Uh, 888 uh, Sorry, 888-673-1450. 888-673-1450. His submission um, really got to me, just like last week's. It's, you know... You have so much wisdom to give all of you out there because I know all of us have learned something along the way that's touched us and has taught us something that just is that big. And don't you just wish you had a forum in which to share this uh, with other people? And so every week at the end of the show on Friday, I'll be reading submissions from you, uh, the audience, um, to, to share that wisdom. You have so much to give. And so many things. And I think this was such a wonderful one because I loved how his father taught him this. 
instead of just getting mad and, and walking out the door, which could have happened, um, or even causing a strain in that relationship, you know, by not communicating, the father chose to rely on, on his sense of wisdom in teaching his young son how to be a man. Is there anything more important than that? That's amazing. And, uh, you know, we, we teach our kids a lot of things, you know, teaching them how to love God, teaching them how to be a, how to, how to be a, a responsible, good person, teaching them how to look at something differently. It's so huge. It's so important in how our perspective and getting through things and learning things. I, I think that's just such a big part of it. And I loved this story for that reason. And the other thing that struck me was all the lessons he learned on his uh, farm. We used to be a country, um, you know, a hundred years ago, it was 95% this, <laughs> 95% this kind of growing up. And you know what? How amazing. How amazing. Did that not produce one of our most amazing generations? Yes, it did. Uh, and we have, uh, you know, we haven't been better for losing that. And I wish we could get back to that. Hi, caller. Hi, caller. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, turn that radio down. Yes, hi. Uh, hi. My name is Lily. Hi, Lily. And I am so thrilled to have heard that story. Right. And I'm very thankful and grateful that you share um, stories like this because there are a lot of people, I'm sure, kind of mm-hmm. like myself, mm-hmm. I'm very nervous. Mm-hmm. I never, You're I fine. Like You're doing great. Person. You're doing but great. But I have to do that today. Um, 17 years ago, mm-hmm. there was a, a huge lesson in my life that taught me that an elderly person mm-hmm. is yet not only full of wisdom, mm-hmm. but they, they talk about dignity and respect. And them to make the long story short, I'm not a caregiver by trade, mm-hmm. but I did found a value in helping one person at a time. Mm. And I recently submitted a story to the paper because it's an amazing, just something small that a doctor can do to make a difference. Yes. A, um, a time that we can take to strengthen those that have gone before us. Mm-hmm. And I that agree. we can give of our lives. Mm-hmm. I have been blessed beyond measure. Aww. I lack nothing, mm-hmm. and I am grateful. Aww. I'm 53 years old, and hearing your program um, I've been hearing for a while, mm-hmm. you are an amazing lady, oh, but you sweet. take the time to notice what money cannot buy mm-hmm. and what we cannot go mm-hmm. and prepare in college. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I have two degrees. It makes oh, no difference to me. I look at a Saturday night, Monday morning mm-hmm. or Sunday evening, mm-hmm. helping one elderly, and it's not about me. But is what God can do through me. Oh. So I cannot thank you. That story was so moving oh. because yeah. um, not only was it articulated beautifully, but you bring it to life. You're oh. pointing out the amazing wisdom of someone that would do something. Oh, Lily, thank so you. I wish we weren't out of time. Lily, your, your call just touched me. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're just incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I wish we had more time, Lily. Thank you. That was beautiful. I really appreciated that. Thank you. And be faithful. Be fearless. Submit uh, your stories, four to five paragraphs uh, at the most, to kate at katedallyradio.com. I'd love to, to get them, and I will read one every Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. Cecilia Brewington. If you're among the 40% of Americans ages 50 and older who are still not getting tested for colorectal cancer, you're out of excuses. Under the Affordable Care Act, the federal government will now require nearly all private insurance companies to cover virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive tests. More importantly, these tests would be covered with no copay. That means there are now a number of fully covered colorectal cancer screening exams available. Please talk to your doctor to see which of these tests are right for you. Don't be one of the thousands of Americans to die from a largely preventable disease that is nearly always treatable if found early. The best test is the one that you 